Hey, what's up everyone? John Lee here, also known as The Property Shark, and welcome back to another episode of the On The Rise podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. He's a best-selling author, international public speaker, but he also runs a top 50 business podcast known as The Rise of the Young Podcast, where he's interviewed so many successful entrepreneurs from Larry King to May Musk to Rick Ross, Robert Greene, Jordan Belford, just to name a few. I'm really excited about this one, and I have the privilege and honor to, to be with Casey today and talk about his journey. So let's get right into it. What's up, everyone? John Lee here, also known as Property Shark. Uh, today, we have a very special guest on the On The Rise podcast, the one and only Casey Adams. What is going on, my man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for being on our podcast. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great pleasure to finally speak with you, Casey. Um, for people that don't know Casey, do you want to give them like a quick introduction of who you are? Yeah, totally. So overall, I'm 19 years old right now. Four years ago, when I first got into what I'm doing, I was almost paralyzed playing football in a neck brace for six months. And that really led me into this whole entrepreneurial online marketing journey. And right now, up to this point, I've, I've had a podcast for a little over two and a half years. I've interviewed over 150 world-class entrepreneurs and CEOs, executives, anyone from Larry King to Jordan Belfort to Gary Vaynerchuk to billionaire Tillman Fertitta. I've been able to really build a world-class network of people that I've now been able to provide a lot of services to, whether that's personal brand management or um, an advertising gig, whatever it may be. I've just been working with a lot of quality people throughout this, you know, last four years. And it's, it's been very cool to see what the power of building a personal brand on social media. I, you know, my early mentor, Ty Lopez, which we'll get into, I started going to his events after this cool opportunity came out to, to meet with him. And then I've also hosted dozens of different events over the past two, two and a half years. You know, I had an event back in October where we had Rob Beardick come out and speak and Robert Green, the CEO of um, Revolve, which is a publicly traded company. And all these cool networking type of opportunities have came into my life through my obsession with people and their stories and my curiosity for others. But from a business perspective, I'm part of a company called Modi, which is a peer-to-peer consulting app that I've been a part of for a little over a year and a half. You can pay per minute from a consulting perspective and send on-screen invoices. And then overall right now, what I'm really working on is building out this new podcast software that I can't go into too much depth yet, but um, it's really going to revolutionize the whole podcast industry as a whole. And I'm super excited about it. Cool. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of information right there. And it seems like you <laughs> you always have a lot of things on the go. Um, but yeah, let's get started with the Ty, with the Ty Lopez, uh, the story of how you were able to kind of connect with them there. Cause I think that that was kind of the springboard that, that kind of got you yeah. into where you're at. Yeah, man. So it's, it's a funny story. So back in 2015, just for the people that may not know my story, I've been playing sports my entire life. I played football for like, since I was like, well, I played hockey for 10 years and that switched to lacrosse and then switched to football when I was going into high school. And on the first day of hitting practice, sophomore year of high school, I um, had this injury where I hit my head on the ground and my helmet, um, the doctor said, guillotine my spine. And like I said before, I was rushed to the hospital the next day, 
in a sense of like, I thought everything was going to be all good and, you know, it's going to be a little injury. Walked into, you know, the doctor hospital was like, okay, two weeks, I'll be back on the field. Walk out of the, uh, the doctors and they say, hey, you've been in neck brace for six months. You can never play football again and you could have been paralyzed. But luckily, that's not the case. And it was that pivoting point in my life that really set up everything that now has came into my life through just I had to create my new identity. I had to create a new version of myself. And long story short, throughout the next six months, I started diving into personal development and just I had to grow because I was in a depressed, negative state of mind. And that's when, you know, Ty Lopez came to my life just through seeing him online and him talking about health, wealth, love, and happiness. He was someone that I latched onto that I, I was attracted to his content because it, it related to me at the time of like, hey, I, I wasn't happy. I wanted to grow. And that long story short, I got into his programs, you know, the 67 step course and the social media marketing program. And that gave me time to focus on these new habits that I wanted to build. And prior to that, you know, I, I wasn't reading a lot. I didn't have mentors in my life. My mom's a school teacher. My dad works at a tobacco company. I didn't have like an entrepreneurial background at all. And it was diving into those programs that led into this whole six to eight month ex exploration of entrepreneurship and social media marketing and advertising and all of these, you know, things that I became obsessed with that led me to building a personal brand on social media. And I connected with this young kid, Caleb Maddox back in, uh, it was like 20, late 2016. He invited me to speak at an event in uh, early 2017. That was my first time ever going to California. I book a flight for me and my dad because I'm making some affiliate marketing money at the time and trying to focus on closing some clients. First time ever going to California, speak at this event in San Diego where I meet Caleb Maddox and all these world-class leaders. The day I get back from this event, I send Ty Lopez a DM on Instagram saying, hey Ty, eight months ago I was in a neck brace, depressed, not sure what I wanted to do with my life. And you know, I just spoke at this event, just want to say thank you so much. He ends up getting back to me like 20 minutes later, shoots me a DM back and he's like, yo, tell me more about your story. We chat for like two, three minutes. He's like, you should come out to LA and shoot a video with me. So two weeks later, he flies me out to LA. He flies my mom and I out. First time in Los Angeles. And that's what really set me up and gave me a platform, but also just had, mo it gave me momentum. That's the key. And I think a lot of people that are listening and a lot of young people search for momentum and be, can become obsessed with momentum because once you have you know a small win that's where you can have that fire inside of you to pursue everything and go all in on something so that's really how it happened and then the rest of 2017 i was really dedicated to networking and going out to los angeles and going to networking events and meeting more people and building a network all for the intent of yes long-term business opportunity but i became obsessed with the momentum of traveling and meeting people. So I, you know, I skipped like 40 days of school junior year traveling all over the U S with some friends of mine that I met on social media. And it's, it's definitely paid off in terms of that foundational year, two years that I was focused on growth and it's, it set me up and gave me a platform for the years to come for sure. That's, that's amazing. And I want to quickly touch on your mindset. Cause when you were in such a low state in your life, like depressed or in a neck, neck brace, like I can't play football probably thinking, oh, my life is over because it was probably mostly about sports at that time for you. So how did you come out of that and, and have a winning mindset when you were stuck in, in that rut, right? Yeah, man. So it's, it's interesting. So I, I wrote a book. It's called Rise of the Young, How, how to Turn Your Negative Situation into a Positive Outcome. And it's something that I don't 
promote too much in terms of the book, but I think the principles that I covered, like just relating to my personal story, I'll, I'll bring up them right now. Just, it wasn't intentional. Like I, I grew up with loving parents and I would always had like an optimistic mindset and I always wanted to strive for more, whether that's sports or whatever it is. But when I had this negative situation come into my life where I'm in a neck brace for six months, I, you know, I, I literally cannot move. I have to just stay in this neck brace all day, 24 hours, unless I'm showering, I had to sleep in it. It, it. I was just so uncomfortable with the situation where I was aware of my emotions and my self-awareness was high when I was 15. Like, you know, I was aware of my attitude and my emotions and how my actions resulted in my emotions. Like it was more so like a self-awareness thing, which I believe, yes, you can teach, but it was just an intuition of mine. But through that negativity, I wasn't planning to come across Ty Lopez, but my optimistic mindset when I saw Ty Lopez and what he was talking about, I was open to hearing more what he had to say, right? I believe if, if you have, you know, that open mind into anything you do, you can win. Because the people that say no to everything, that believe everything's, you know, a scam or people are out to get them, those are the people that don't open up to new opportunities. So when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old, my positivity and that change came through my willingness to be open to change, right? So when I came across Ty and all those other entrepreneurs online, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, and, you know, I was always aware of, like, I used to watch Shark Tank a lot growing up, and I was a huge fan of Mark Cuban and all these different people, and still am, where I was always attracted to business. You know, I always had little side hustles of, I was selling little bracelets that I was making or t-shirts at school or flipping stuff, like flipping sneakers. And when I, when I found this new lane of like the online world, I just became obsessed with it. And I believe that's the, that's the key where you can't, you can't make someone do something right. You can show, you can show someone where the water is. You can't force them to drink it. Right. And that's, that's what I truly fell in love with is just my passion and my obsession with learning more about advertising and building a personal brand where it wasn't just, I was like, okay, this is something that will, you know, make me be positive. I was still negative, but I was obsessed with change. And I know that I needed to, you know, come up with this new path because I couldn't play sports anymore. I was upset. And yeah, man, I, I think it was just from a mentor perspective of people that I was following online that really instilled these new beliefs and habits into my life that I just latched onto. That, that's powerful, Casey. And I, I want to talk more about your approach on networking because it's funny with the advancement of technology um, and the, the opportunities and the different avenues that we have to reach and connect with people, it, it's almost overabundant in a sense that people get overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. So you know, for, for the young peeps out there who are thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a 20 something year old. I just got out of college or I'm still in school. I don't really have anything going on in my life. Like I see all these great entrepreneurs, all these inspirational figures online that I connect with on social media. They're so successful. How do I build a network with them? Like, what do you say to those people? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And I think it's been the most important thing for me. You know, you hear that quote, your net worth is your net, your network is your net worth. Right. And just to give people some context, like four years ago, if you were to ask me, me being 15 years old and a sophomore in high school, I had no relationships. I had no connections to any, you know, high level CEOs, entrepreneurs, investors, um, if billionaires now like, 
people that are just so like me being at that time, I would have been like, wow, like how am I going to connect with these people? How am I going to build real relationships with these high level people? It's, it's sometimes hard to digest. If you're, you know, listening to this right now, it's like, wow, like how do I do that? The first thing is you have to put focus on it, right? Like you have to understand that all these people aren't going to come to you, right? You have to be willing to go to them. You have to be willing to put yourself in a position to be uncomfortable, whether that's going to events or reaching out or whatever it is, you have to be doing the outreach. And what I mean by that is before you do the outreach, where's the value, right? It's going to be hard to meet a lot of people if there's no value. There's always an exchange of value that must take place. Whether that's, for example, a lot of these highly successful people, like they want to help young people. They want to help people that are just getting started starting a business. That's because they, you know, a lot of them relate to you and that's their sort of like giving mentality. And a lot of, you know, successful people, they, they want to help. They want to give. That's what makes them great. And I believe when the, the way I was able to accelerate my network was through my podcast. And it's something that I'll just dive into podcasting real quick. I started my podcast 20, late 2017. It was like December 27th, 2017, when I got my microphone and I, you know, created a podcast and put it out there. And my intention was to meet people, was to network, to build relationships through conversations, right? And I didn't expect it to grow to the extent of, hey, I'm interviewing Larry King, who's an A-list number one broadcaster in the, war, in the world for generations. And it led to that through this. It led to it through focusing on each conversation and focusing on the small stuff. Meaning I was reaching out to the people that I already knew online, that I've already touched base with, that I had a relationship with due to my uh, you know, obsession with traveling and going to events all like every single other month in 2017 but if you want to build a network it's a long-term game plan you have to focus on building a personal brand utilizing you know social media to cut the learning curve because if i was to try to network and build relationships with all the people that i had without social media it's nearly impossible in this day and age so it's like you have to utilize the resources that are out there through building a personal brand, through Instagram direct message, through being everywhere and having an omnipresence on social media, through building high level you know, SEO on Google so that when people look you up, you have a great brand presence. Like through building a personal brand is my number one, like, like step one to networking is build a personal brand. You have to have a presence for people to see who and what you are as a brand online. And for example, through the podcast, I've done over 150 interviews now. I set a goal. I set up a meeting with Gary Vaynerchuk just, just through Instagram DMs. I, he sent me a pair of, I'm actually funny enough, I'm, I'm wearing the K-Swiss Gary Vaynerchuk shoes right now. But when the 001s came out back in, I think, 2018, I reached out to his team. They were like, hey, yeah, we'll send you a pair of shoes because I was like this young hustler. And that's what the shoes were, you know, embodied. And I was like, I just DMed, DMed Gary randomly. I was like, hey, Gary, it would be such a pleasure to, you know, have five minutes your time to ask a couple of questions to take just acting right like but i i was following him for a while and he knew that and we, i've sent him a bunch of dms in the past where he was like let's do it new york five minutes let's go whatever because he does that and i set a goal i was like hey i want to i want to interview 40 people before i sit down with gary so that i can talk to him about the people i've interviewed because he talked about starting a podcast and the power of that and all that type of stuff and Long story short, I committed over the next 60 days to booking like every other day, one to two interviews through social media. And I just executed it in my bedroom in Virginia on Zoom. And 
it's that foundation that led me to all of these now higher level people, which is focus on the small stuff, focus on the execution. Like a lot of people want to start a podcast. They get stuck on the cover. They get stuck on the name. They don't start it for six months. When you could have done 100 episodes, you could have done 50 episodes and connected with 32 new people that could potentially be long-term business partners or acquaintances or mentors or whatever it is, where just to really wrap up this, this question, the three steps to building a network are number one, you need to have a personal brand on social media and we can get into that of value. Number two, find your collaboration vehicle, right? If you're, for example, if you're a videographer and you offer free services to high level people, of you know, a video or whatever it is, they're more likely to say yes because it's valuable to them. Same thing on my end. I, I built this small audience of young entrepreneurs where when I'm reaching out to these people, they know I have 10, 20, 30, 40,000 people watching or listening, which is then valuable to them if they want to talk about their business, they want to talk about their product. And there's value there. And number three is just con like consistency of communication, right? I'm like, for example, last Saturday, I reached out to a hundred people in the DMs, just going hard, trying to book interviews this week because the quarantine's happening right now. And I booked 15, right? That's a 15% like response rate. And I'm reaching out to high level people that I want to have on my show. And you know, like you just have to shoot your shot and be of value. Don't copy paste messages on social media and utilize the resources like for me, it's Instagram DMs, right? And just go all in and be consistent. I, I live by the theory of, you know, reach out to 10 new people a day. It takes 15 minutes, send quality messages, video messages, audio messages, and just commit to that. And it sounds easy to take 15 minutes to send 10 DMs a day. But if three people do that, that are listening to this, I can guarantee you, if you do that for a year long, you will truly build a network if you focus on those two things first two things first, which are build a personal brand and have a, you know, bring value. And if you do that, all those three things in a row, that's the track record of how I've been able to build my network over time. That's amazing, Casey. And in terms of networking itself, right? It's like, okay, people, there's social media, I'm using Instagram DM, whether that's audio, video, or text. In terms of who to connect, where do people get started? You know, cause they're like, well, there's so many people that I could interview. Maybe there's high level entrepreneurs. I want to connect with Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, but I got to start somewhere. And you know, if I'm a young 20 year old, like all my friends are partying, they're just chilling. I don't really have yeah. know any, who do I connect with? Where do I start? I think that's a, yes. I mean, I would say this because like, there's so many, like for example, for example, especially in this entrepreneurial world on social media, like my goal this year in 2020 is to completely expand beyond that. Like I want to interview Oprah and Ellen and Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and Kevin Hart and The Rock. And like, number one to that is like, think big. Like, cause for me, when I was 15 years old, like if, like, yes, I can interview the favorite person I want to follow on social media. That's like an entrepreneurial killing it. But think like, what is your intent with this podcast? What, are your, what is your intent with these relationships? And yes, that's a landslide to begin with, but I thought it was impossible to get Larry King on my show, right? And then I did that. So to, to your question though, if you're lost and confused and you have friends that are not bringing value to your life, like when I was 15 and I didn't mention this, I completely cut all my friends off, not in a negative way, but I started to slowly distance myself because they weren't bringing value and they weren't accelerating where I wanted to go. And at the end of the day, everyone listening to this, especially in a time like right now with coronavirus and everything happening, we all have one thing and that is time. 
We all have 24 hours in a day. What are you doing with it? For me, and for everyone watching this, associate with quality people, right? Whether that's in real life or virtually. Like I was spending so much time getting on webinars and watching YouTube videos and immersing myself into positivity and positive people. Where if someone's out there that's 20 years old that you know isn't around the best people, or they're looking to connect and to to you know gain that momentum that I talked about, you need to start instilling daily habits that are moving you forward because it's the daily wins that set you up for the longevity, right? For the long-term wins over the next two, three, five years, where looking back on my, you know, last two, three, four years, it was me deciding to, to read a book every single day or to, you know, to dive into a book, to listen to a podcast, to, to scroll through content of someone that I admire that gave me these new thoughts and patterns and habits. But long story short to the question, I would say, remove the toxic people from your life. For example, if you go on social media and you can't scroll through your feed without seeing something negative that makes you feel, you know, in a bad way, unfollow them, remove them from your life and immerse yourself with consistent positivity. But also more importantly, you don't want to just get stuck on social media following and listening to content. You need to focus on where's your, where's your execution? What are you focusing on? What are you building right now? Right? Like for me, I'm building this podcast software that's going to be connecting podcasters with guests and advertisers. That's something I'm building out to completely revolutionize the space. I'm a part of this company, Modi, which is a consulting app, and I'm providing value for clients through whether that's TikTok, which is a new platform that I'm really fascinated with, or if it's brand strategy. But focus on your skill set to begin with. Like for me, maybe it's communicating now and relationships. But where do you want to excel? But understand this can change, but you have to commit to something and don't get um, overly consumed with just consuming content, right? And following people. You need to build yourself. You need to build your brand and you need to go all in on that while you are, you know, following these people of positive, like consistent positive, you know what I'm saying? Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I gotcha. And let's switch gears and talk about social branding, uh, personal branding on social media in 2020. Um, where, where, how should people approach it? There's, again, a lot of platforms out there. It seems like the algorithm is constantly changing on these platforms every day, every minute, every second. Yep. Uh, if someone's, like you say, if someone's thinking about starting a podcast and you know, they'll be DMing people, 10 people a day, they'll be working on their craft, right? And in, in that in that case for you, the podcast was an avenue for you to build your communication skills, for you to build your relationships. But at the same time, you have to build your brand so people get to know you. So how would you approach that in 2020 for someone who's like just starting yeah. out? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's three simple things. Number one is you gotta commit to a platform. For me, for example, my platform that I've built and have connections on is Instagram, right? And I'm not massive on YouTube. I don't put out YouTube content on a daily, weekly basis. And that's something I'm going to be focusing on more this year. But overall, where do you want to have your main presence? And it's, it's great to be omnipresent. But if you're starting off, don't try to do everything great. Do one thing great, whether that's putting out Instagram content or starting a podcast, whatever it is. But back to my point, pick one, go all in. For me, it was podcasting. That's been the vehicle that I've really immersed myself in. And yes, I'm everywhere on different platforms, but I'm passionate and I love podcasting. So that's number one, pick your platform, go all in. Number two, these are the two vehicles that I see very valuable right now, TikTok and podcasting, right? It's, it's so hard 
to get on Instagram right now and build a following. That's just the truth. It's so hard to go on YouTube right now and get a million followers overnight. But on TikTok, it's such a viral platform where I have friends that have millions of followers in a three month period, right? My, I, I, don't, I do a lot of stuff on TikTok. I throw a lot of stuff at the wall. I'm not the most viral person on there. I have like 40,000 followers, but I've had some videos pop off. But I've helped over 50 clients secure their domain names and help lay out viral content strategies. And they've grown way beyond my personal page, but it's my understanding of the platform and my ability to work with TikTok and their whole corporate team very closely. That has given me so much insight into what they're doing because you can have a TikTok account. Like there's this product called Popple that I love that I, I was like, yo, you guys get on TikTok, put out a bunch of content. They get on there, their fourth video gets 70 million views and they sell thousands of products within a week. You can't do that on Instagram. The opportunity from a business perspective, but also a personal brand perspective is insane. You see people like Charlie D'Amelio, who has 46 million followers on TikTok and she's 15 years old. It's absolutely absurd what's possible on there. Even though there's a lot of, you know, the data and what they're taking and everything happening there, I'm not the, the guy to answer that question of, you know, is it safe long-term or what is China doing with the data? That's, you know, not my concern personally, but there is concerns there for sure. But overall, TikTok, go all in on there, post once a day and throw a bunch of content on there and see what sticks. Number two, I mean, number three, podcasting. I look at podcasting as depth and not everyone's going to be a podcaster. Not everyone's going to be a massive, you know, influential podcaster. That's the truth. But if someone believes they have great communication skills and they are curious of others and they want to do an interview show, great. But also content of just conversations. If you and your friend want to start a show to talk about what's happening in the world or current events or business or cooking or whatever it is, podcasting, even though it's not that quote unquote viral content strategy, like for example, the top 200 podcasts, they're just going to consistently be the best. It's so hard to break through, but consistency in the podcast world will lead to long-term opportunity. Overall, the podcasting space, all of these big networks are making massive acquisitions of networks and softwares and individuals, and they want people to host their top shows if they have a great personal brand. And there's opportunity for mainstream leverage in the radio broadcasting media world, which is very powerful for someone that's looking to build a long-term career in communication or overall just to have a platform that's insanely valuable, right? Like Joe Rogan, if not, he's the most influential podcaster a but he can put something out there with elon musk and drop an entire stock right like it's insane to see the leverage of depth and communication and it's unlike any other platform because it's very long right and it's audio you can do it on the go you can do it listening it while you're driving whatever it is it's a passive platform where I just recommend people to start it, especially if, if you're going back to what we talked about before of, you know, building relationships, having, not only saying an interview show, because you, you need to look for a unique angle on it, but those are my top three things. And just to recap, you know, picking a platform, going all in, but TikTok and podcasting are such opportunities right now in 2020 where I'm spending a lot of my time and I would highly recommend someone to just go all in on those two things. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to touch a little bit on both platforms for, but let's start with the podcast in terms of like who you should reach out to, to interview. You'd say, just go for it, dream big and just start hitting up big names. Um, but in terms of like, there's so many entrepreneurs out there, but they might not have a social presence. So how do you find yep. 
these hidden entrepreneurs? I think that's more what people are curious about. Meaning like, um, like not the huge names that we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're still really reputable and, and they're, they've built a, a name for themselves as a famous entrepreneur, but they might not be active on social media. So it's like a little bit harder to reach out to those people. But I feel like those people will be the ones that are going to be more likely to say yes, because the people that have already built a brand and name on social media, they're really busy, right? Yeah. So if you reach out to people on the same level who don't really have a social media presence, but it's like, oh, once in a while they get this odd interview request, I feel like they'll be more willing to say yes. So yeah, absolutely. I think overall, like, if you, if you want to start interviewing people, like for me, when I interview people, I'm, you know, 17 when I started it, 19 now, I, I'm a young guy that's interviewing these, the goal was successful people where there's leverage in, like I said earlier, these people want to talk to the youth and give them their lessons and what they learn if they have that giving mentality. So number one, I would look for like, if you see someone doing interviews, they're more likely to be on your show because they're doing interviews, right? Like if you try to get in touch with someone that's like, for example, I interviewed Tillman Vertita, he's multi-billionaire, owns the Houston Rockets, and he did interviews because he was promoting his book. Look for those unique opportunities of, you want people, it's overall, they're going to be talking about themselves, what they're working on, you're asking them questions. What do they want to promote, right? For example, if an author is promoting a book, look for authors in your network, or look for upcoming books coming out, look for, you know, go to the Barnes and Noble and search through all the, the authors that are on the, you know, coming soon list, whatever it is. But I believe, and this is where my mind is changing now, where it's like, I've interviewed a lot, if not all of like the top names in this entrepreneur space that everyone would know. And I'm going to continue to do that, but I'm moving in the direction of people that you may not hear from often, whether those are doctors or athletes or people that are in their own industry dominating it right and i have some very cool interviews coming out within this next week we can have and yes they all relate to business but they aren't in this world of entrepreneurship they're just people crushing it in their industry that are having their entrepreneurs right and i think those type of people are very key to reaching out to where it's you want unique conversations with people that aren't on every show that's where my mind's focusing and that's where it's going but overall if you don't have a brand presence and I'll just be brutally honest, when I reached out to all these people and I, it's funny, I asked Jay Shetty and I'm sure a lot of people know who Jay Shetty is. I asked him, I was like, Hey man, why'd you say yes to me? He's like, dude, you reached out to me. You're verified on Instagram. And I saw it and I got back to you build. And that's not saying, Hey, everyone go try to get verified because there's a science to it. And you have to build your SEO and you have to, you know, build your credibility in a sense, but you have to have leverage, right? You like, not everyone's going to be on everyone's show. You have to come at it in a unique angle for me i had a i had an audience i built up my digital credibility i was able to get verified on all platforms through my relationships and through building a solid brand where there's leverage and if you aren't building leverage and you just expect people to say yes it's not going to happen that's just like the honest truth but it's also a game of you know the domino effect if you get one person on your show that's credible, that's valuable, they're not the biggest name, and you reach out to their friends that you know that they're connected with that are also valuable, that have a brand, that have a name. Not saying, hey, go leverage people's names, but if I, you know, if, if you were to reach out to my best friend right now and say, hey, man, I just had Casey on the show. I'd love to have you on. He's 20 times more likely to say yes because the, you know, it's like it's in their world, and it's like, oh, 
got Casey on the show, it's someone I know, it's someone I respect. If they're taking the time to do that, like, hey, I'm more likely to do that. So that's what I did a lot at the beginning, right? If I'm reaching Love out to it. these people that I thought are insanely valuable and I've interviewed someone in their network that they know that I've seen them collaborate in a public way, I'll mention their name just to give them some context and some relatability. It's, I think that's the most important thing is like building relatability when reaching out to people. And overall, just building the brand presence where if someone goes to your Instagram page, what are they going to see? How are they going to feel? How are they going to react? Right. If you have 14 followers and no content, then the chances of them, of them saying yes are very low. Right. But if you've been putting out content every single day and your Instagram stories is lit up where they can go see what your last 24 hours was and they can, they can see that, you know, not only your engagement is great, but you have community, they're more likely to say yes. And that itself is the backbone of before you start reaching out, focus on content, focus on building a brand, focus on, you know, building that presence, whether that's paying for paying for ads and building that presence, but you have to have your brand story dialed in. You have to understand that you have a six second period of time where people to look at your profile, especially on Instagram and be like, okay, do I want to be in the show? Yes or no? Great. But that is, I say the foundation, but just look, you know, like, for example, I want to interview my grandfather or people in my life that may have insanely interesting stories where it's look for the people that you already have in your network, because those may be the people that, are insanely valuable that you may not see as valuable because you want to interview this guy. But the fact that someone, you know, that's you know, whether they're successful or have an interesting story, go, you know, talk to them first, have them on your show, create that unique conversation that hasn't been put out there before, because that's where the value is in like the first interview of this person. Like I interviewed this guy, Howard Payne's who sold a company for almost a billion dollars. Yeah. It was about logics is the e-cigarette company interviewing last week. He has like, you know, 50,000 followers on Instagram. He's crushing it. He's insanely successful. I was the first person to interview him on a podcast. And he said that, and that creates, and that podcast is doing great in terms of numbers because he's talking about it. People want to know the story of him and he's not the most famous guy. Right. And that's just like someone that if you reached out to him, he'd probably get back to you and respond and say, you know, yes or no, or whatever um, he thinks, but it's looking for those unique people that, you just have to do your digging on social and become obsessed with, you know, go to Gary Vee's profile. Who is he following? Go to the, someone that you read their Instagram bio and they're the head of blank at this company and you see who they're following and they're following the VP of sales at Spotify or whatever it is. Like do your digging and go deep. That's what I'd recommend. That's like, how you found it. Just, you just yeah, dive absolutely. deep into bio who they're connected, connect the dots, LinkedIn, yes, try to hit them up everywhere. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's the key is just like go super deep. Got it. Got it. And, and I want to talk a little bit about TikTok too. Uh, you said in terms of building a brand presence, I feel like the, the easiest way is to gain some sort of following on social media because that means your established people want to look at your content. People want to follow what you're about to do and, and what you have to say. So that to me is really powerful. Um, and you mentioned that TikTok is blowing up. So from your point of view for a young 20 something year old, you know, maybe like, just like, like, like a normal average guy like me where I don't really, I'm not really creative. I don't really got the dance moves. Like yep. how do I, how do I, how do I approach TikTok? Cause it, it feels like it's so creative and people have these great ideas or they're really good at dancing, all these hot chicks. Yeah. Like how do I, how do I, how do I even approach it? It's such a new platform. Yeah, yeah. Totally, man. I would say this because TikTok changes every single day with viral dances, viral trends. But the most important thing, follow trends. 
if you go on the for you page and you see all the top TikTokers doing a dance or this, like or with the song, use that and make a video around it. And you don't have to be the best dancer. Like I think it's just it's a consistency game. Like if someone listens to this right now and they were to post twice a day for the next 30 days and follow all the daily trends and just go all in and yes, put some creativity into it, you're gonna start getting some traction and getting views based off the TikTok algorithm and how it feeds it to its audience. And I would say that's the name of the game. Like I've known people that, you know, post twice a day on TikTok for 60 days. And I'm like, okay, I got a thousand followers. And then one video takes them from a thousand to a hundred thousand followers because it goes insanely viral. What? Right? Like, I can't tell you how many times where like I've known even brands where like their first video, they had zero followers. This video got a million views in seven days. And it's just them showing a product like, Hey, what's your TikTok? And this girl goes like, okay, here it is. And they touch it to their phone, blows up. Not saying that's going to happen to anybody or everybody, but understand it's a longevity game. You, you like people don't look for the quick wins. You want to look for the consistent wins, right? Posting once a day is a win. Posting three times a day is a mega win. And just focus on that. Focus on the production of content, not the reward of content of a million views, of a million followers, of a thousand followers, of 10,000 followers, because mm -hmm. then your, your perspective is flipped. Why are you focusing on the things that have resulted through action and not focus on the action itself, right? So I would just, just really want people to understand, focus on the content creation, but from a tactical perspective, follow the trends, follow the sounds. And if you do that consistently, based on what I've seen, you will win but you have to have your own twist and your own swag and your own brand and your own, like, you know, like you can't be boring. You have to figure out how to be creative and entertaining. That's the point of TikTok or, or, you know, informative, whether that's your realtor that's looking to say, Hey, or, you know, a real estate investor, this is how you buy a property. These are the three things you got to know before you do so you do that in 15 seconds and you break it down in a very effective way. Like educate people on TikTok. People are crushing it in that world. So that's what I would say when it comes to TikTok is just be consistent, follow trends and find your lane for sure. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and like you say, you give a great tip of looking at the For You page and see what's trending on there, trying to make your own twist to the pop song that they're using yep. or the dance move. Try to try to add your own twist to that. Uh, what's your take on like hashtags on TikTok? Because that's fresh, right? Like that's... Um, yeah, I mean, I would say a week ago that, yeah, go all in on hashtags, use two or three of them now. But honestly, based on what I've heard from their team, like, it won't make or break your video. It's that, it's the algorithm is what will truly do the trick because they don't, like, yes, I'm not saying don't use hashtags. I would still use them, but it's not going to blow up your video. The content and the, and the organic, you know, piece of content that either people relate to or don't, that they want to share or not, that will that will make your video pop or not because the algorithm feeds it into these brackets and these echo chambers of people that are either loving it or not loving it. Got so it. I wouldn't focus on the, the mechanics of the perfect video with the perfect sound, with the perfect hashtag. You just got to use the trends, do the dance, do whatever you want, create your own unique content, educate people in a certain way, whatever it is you want to do and just focus on consistency. That'd be my number one recommendation and don't overthink it. Got it. Put it out there. And then based yep. off the reaction that you get from the platform, you pivot and then, but then the most important thing is to get started. Right. Cause that's. Yeah. Your, absolutely. yeah I mean, I, and, and even for me, like that's, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect at all. Like, I try to post a couple times a week on TikTok. It's not something that like, I don't want to become the most famous TikTok part, like star, not at all. But my buddy, like for example, Mike, my buddy, Michael Gruen, he owns a, 
like a talent agency called Talent X. They have like dozens of the top tickers, top TikTokers on there that have 10, 15 million views and they manage, I mean, 10, 15 million followers and they manage all of them. Those kids are putting out four pieces of content a day for six months straight. And you're like, oh, I wish I could blow up and have a million followers. Go put out four to five pieces of content and follow trends and do dances and commit to that for six months. And then ask yourself that question, right? Like, like map out what you want and then figure out what are the people doing that have what you want and do that, right? Like Charlie D'Amelio, 50, almost 50 million followers, the number one follow person on TikTok. She's 15 years old, but she's been putting out five dance videos to songs every single day for like the past three years. And she blew up six months ago. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Mm. If you look at it in reverse. Yeah. It's so hard to like think about her with 46 million followers getting 100 million views on a video. It's like, that's impossible. But like, you'll see her interviews or you see the way she talks. She's the most humble girl and like comes from a great family. And she's like, I don't know how this happened. It's just, I was consistent and posted my dance videos and it, it caught on, right? Like that's the power of social media is like, you can't predict the outcome. You can only predict your consistent action, right? And the outcome will play itself out. That's powerful, brother. And think that's what you've been preaching. And then you follow that to a T yourself, like just with your dil diligence and putting out content on your podcast on Instagram and you've just been hitting it and again not focus on the, the satisfaction of the reaction or the outcome but also just focus on okay am I putting in the work and if I am putting in the work that's a win for me not oh if this video got a million views that's a win right you, yeah. you switch it up and you focus on, okay. on the little the small things and it'll add up over time that's what absolutely able to do and so Casey to wrap things up here like what's what's next for you actually before we get into that i want to talk about if you could do things over again is there something that you would do differently i wouldn't say i would do anything differently i would just say and what i try to ask myself every day is like ask more questions right like the quality of life you live is determined by the quality of questions you ask right like it's great to have people like quality people in your life talking about to like networking or whatever it is but how are they bringing value to you? How are you bringing value to them? How are you learning from them? How, you know, like figure out, just ask more questions. That's what I would tell myself, you know, over the last three, four years, not saying I didn't, but you know, that is a true testament of growth is get the right answers from the right people. Don't try to experience every lesson through your own situation, learn through others and ask more questions. That's what I would, you know, tell my younger self for sure. Even though I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, older in a sense but i'm you know i'm 19 and i still have so much to do and learn and grow but yeah ask more questions that's what i would definitely tell myself and, and where do you find yourself in in five years casey what's kind of the vision that you have the five-year vision yeah i mean i would say because i ask myself all the time like five-year plan five-year plan and i'm a person where i'm not I'm attached to my five-year plan because i understand that opportunities and people come into my life like so organically and you can never predict exactly where you'll be in a sense but overall like i'm committed to the daily wins the weekly wins the monthly wins and the yearly win right and i believe through that like i definitely see myself for example in the podcasting world attacking this new software that i'm building out that i'll be launching soon that we'll definitely do like a follow-up interview and we'll, we'll talk all about it um i, I want to penetrate the industry of podcasting because i see there's a very unique gap of what's happening 
And I'm very fascinated by Spotify spending half a billion dollars acquiring Anchor and Parcast and Gimlet Media and all these podcast-related brands where I, as a podcaster and someone that's built a brand in this world, I'm the perfect evangelist to go absolutely crush, dominate this industry. So um, yeah, definitely getting into the tech world. I mean, and by the time I'm 25, I always tell myself, I want to be you know, in the venture capital world, investing in early age startups. And that's definitely where I see myself at a higher level is, you know, just running a fund and investing in companies that I truly believe in. And that's something that, you know, following people like Peter Thiel and the whole group from PayPal Mafia, everything they're doing and how they've built such massive companies, but they're consistently investing into early entrepreneurs. I see myself getting involved there, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an emotional, I'm not attached to where do I want to be in five years, but I also look at success in multiple, multiple avenues of like health, wealth, love, and happiness from a relationship perspective, whether that's, you know, where do I want to be? Do I want to be married in 10 years and five years? What does that look like? Do I, you know, do I want to run marathons and do Ironmans from a health perspective to maximize my potential in that world? Do I want to test being vegan for a year or whatever it is? Like, I, I just want to consistently test and adopt new you know like new ways of living because i feel like if you get stuck in your same habits that's where life gets dull and boring and like i'm obsessed with change and growth and evolution so that's where i would you know that's what i would say is just i want to consistently become the best version of myself on a daily basis and that compounded over these next five years will play itself out or in which i can't predict but i'm obsessed with growth for sure that's amazing. And, and I love how you said that because, you know, you would ask more questions if we look back to what you would do things differently. But if we look to the future, you, you it's the same game plan. Ask more questions uh, and try to find ways to, to rethink your approach or your mindset on the pillars that you define yourself and you define success by just health, wealth, love and happiness for you, which I think is, is absolutely very important that you look after all of these pillars uh, because that's where you'll truly grow and really develop and flourish from there. Um, so Casey, I definitely, I can't wait, you know, when your podcasts, I know you can't talk much about it, but we'll definitely do another episode and, and I'd love to get on that with you as well. I'm all in on that and, and growing. And so I'm, I'm super excited for that. Um, and without further ado, let's wrap things up. Casey, how can uh, people find you on social media? Yeah, man. So I would say, Definitely my Instagram is just at Casey Adams one. You can uh, subscribe to my podcast just rise of the young, but you know, if you follow me on Instagram, that's where I put everything out that I'm doing. You can stay updated, shoot me a DM on there. And you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'll definitely respond and take my time to answer any questions if people have any, but yeah, I would say Instagram and my podcast. So those are the two best places. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you again, Casey. It has been a pleasure talking to you and thank you again for your time and, and being on the podcast. Keep crushing it. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Yep. Thanks so much for having me on, my man. I'll yeah. talk to you soon. Bye, Casey. Yep. Bye.